Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Alt Gaming Community Podcast. This is number 18 for Tuesday, the 17th of September, and uh, I am joined tonight by some wonderful members of our community and my co-host, Hat from NT Clan. Hi, Hat. Hello, hello, hello. And I've also got Jay here from Alt Gaming. How are you doing, Jay? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Jay's here to tell us all about Borderlands 3, uh, but trying our best to avoid spoilers. And can't say hello right now because he's muted, but he'll be back any second. Is Viv- Vivamord as well, also from the alt gaming community. And uh, he's, gonna... he's, he's, not, he's not asleep. I think his kids, he's trying to get his kids to sleep. And uh, yeah, so we're recording this about eight o'clock on uh, Tuesday night. So he's just putting little sprogglers to bed. And right. we're going to talk about Star Citizen and stuff. And there he is. Look, as hello. if, like, you know, he could hear me. Amazing. Hey, Vivamord is never late, nor is he early. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what's it he, he, he arrives, arrives exactly, exactly when he means to exactly <laughs> sorry <laughs> so yeah that's the plan uh in terms of tonight's like rundown what can you expect from today's podcast we're going to talk about star citizen alpha 3.6 update and specifically some information about the 890 jump which is a big mother hubbard of a ship and um what's what's its point and then uh, i've been playing some gears 5 pvp so i'll give you some of the lowdown on that on pc and jay's been playing borderlands 3 altland's coming up just a couple of weeks away um hat hasn't played any of those games but he's no. gonna be here anyway i've been here existing <laughs> just doing things i wrote the show notes so it's not really fair but that was fine there's loads of things so before we get going as is tradition i'm just going to go around the room and ask you guys what have you been playing and i'll start with hat what you've been playing hat if it's Uh, none of those games no it has been none of those games and me and rev decided to try out a korean mmo recently soul worker okay soul worthy i've played a few korean soul worker oh soul worker yeah it's it's pretty good it's like a hack and slashy but with dynasty warrior now Nice. Less, less of the usual like tank healer DPS thing, and it just seems like all the characters are DPS and more focused on like dodging attacks than like tanking them. Is it on it's Steam? Been... Yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah, awesome, it. cool. It's, it's been good fun. Is, is it, it English? Like... Um, English writing, but the voice actor is for acting is Japanese or Korean. I don't know. Nice. Okay. Have you ever played anything from that studio before? Uh, no, I actually had a look up, and I think it's the only game they make. Oh, uh, right. Nice. So, That's yeah, nice. It's, it's it's doing quite well. Just got a big update, a new character added in. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's um, all the characters. It's not like, say, like in WoW, you buy, not WoW, buy, yeah, um, you make like a warrior and you choose how he looks and things like this. This is more, this character will have its own like backstory and its own story through the game, but they'll look in a certain way and they'll fight in a certain way. But the like the gender locks, so you might have, like I'm playing female character that's got a scythe, which is very AOE attacks, just clearing maps of enemies sort of things, while you've got ones which are more focused on like high damage to a single target. But right. general sort of there's play the same. You're not so good against and... bosses, but you're good against mobs. Yes. Kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Sounds all right, all right nice. to be honest. <laughs> this sounds quite good. <laughs> Jay, without going too much into Borderlands 3, what else have you been playing? Uh, well, apart from Borderlands, I've uh, dabbled in some old games again. I've gone back to Destiny 2. had a little bit of PvP playing there. It's obviously main weight is for the new Steam release on that. That'll be amazing, hopefully. Um, Are you interested of... in the new DLC that they're bringing oh, out? Can't wait. It's 
I've not looked into anything about it, but I know it's something to do with the moon. From it's called I... Shadow Keep. Well, there you go, Shadow Keep. And I think if it is to do with the moon, it will be due to the hive. And if it is the hive, the hive would be my favorite sort of enemies in the game since Destiny 1, day one of it, playing the game for the first time. I think so the moon was my favorite um, planet. You know. Oh, it was very eerie. I found the moon. Yeah, I found the moon very excellent. eerie, and it was just it has a bit of a horror feel to it, which is nice because not a lot of games do that no more. Um, so the I'm moon's not a planet. The moon's not a planet. It's a moon. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're, uh, it's a planetoid. It's not even a. It's a world, is it? object. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's something that ties human beings to the moon in a different way to all the other planets. I think because it is so part of our world. Sure. so part of our yeah. life and we see it all the time and then when you go and you watch movies about the moon or you you know you play a game that features on the moon i find a bit more of a kind of like some sort of closer connection and it feels more what was uh, that what surreal. was that free to play game on steam where you were uh like a moon uh you played the moon no you, the... you were on the moon, <laughs> With man in the moon. <laughs> you're an astronaut on the moon. Solar system, no? uh, the moon. Space Base 13 or something? Something like that, yeah. It was oh, really funny. That. Yeah. You could do text to speech, and we used to write songs to each other. Whilst ah, yeah. I can't Is remember it... what it's called. It's John a base Madden. building kind of like. Uh... I think the base is already built, and you're, you're, you've are you're you got a rover, and you've got a series of tools. And you have to... Oh, it's not Space Base 13, is it? Oh, okay. Um, hey, listeners, write into us at PO Box 14. <laughs> www.nevernevernever and we'll go uh, uh, we'll read about alpha. next week we've got a letter from Sergio who's Ace Alpha there it is alpha. Nah, that's the one. full of information here so yeah you're interested in Destiny 2 have you been playing CS Jay? I have I've been playing CS quite a bit I've uh, got a little bit of addiction with it For I'm well late to the party on it but hey ho still enjoy it it's fun and uh, I've been what's your main rank? Life. Um, gold two at the moment, slowly pushing myself Ooh, up to just gold. Said that three. on the podcast publicly to everybody. I yeah. know, right? But uh, I was gold. I almost got to gold three, so I'm getting there. I'm close. I feel it. I can feel it in my grasp. Now, as there. someone who doesn't play CS, is that good or bad? That is. Um, it's the very average. start of the ladder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So it starts with its silver one, basically works its way up to like a gold eagle with a weld and I, I don't know the actual ranks i've never learned the ranks i just know i'm gold too <laughs> oh as you would call it golden over to call it so is that based I mean, on competence or sort of time played uh it's competence. based on wins and how you how? perform in your ranked plays so like uh competitive matches so if you perform really well but you lose against someone who's got a higher ranking system than you. So the team you're playing against okay. is all just naturally higher ranked than you, and you I'm lose, like... but you performed really well, you'll have a chance to still rank up. Very oh, rarely, but it has happened in the parties I've been with people. It's a pretty higher. classic ELO system. If yeah. So if they're higher ELO than you, you get less punished. Sure. You know, that kind of thing. How does it account do. for Rusty Carrion? Uh, Rusty. <laughs> so, so, listen, listen, listeners may be able to remember back to a previous podcast that revealed that Rusty's only ever played one game his whole yes. life for like 20 years, which is CS and Peggle. That's it. I think yeah. two a football manager once for a month or something. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, obviously, Rusty runs our CS team. In uh, And if you're interested, and if you listen to this and you don't play CS, but you'd like to get into it, uh, Rusty's the guy who sort of normally we. 
we play, I'd say mostly, definitely sort of Fridays. I don't know what Fridays, other... Saturdays is like main main days. But yeah, we do Sunday mornings, week, depending how yeah. we feel. But uh, there's always someone in the community playing yeah, some sort of is. games, and DS is one of the main ones people still play. So it's it's a fun game still. And okay. skins are awesome. Viv, what have you been up to? What's what's what you've been booting up? Um, I've been playing uh, some sort of offline-y kind of games. Uh, I've been listening to the Metro 23, uh, 2033 audiobook, so I've played that. I've been playing, obviously, RimWorld, Destiny 2. Uh, that's an onliner, though. But mainly, Detroit Become Human on the PS4 and Observer on the PC, which is sort of like narratives. Observer. I think I got that on the phone before I got part of the PC. Well, I've recently, recently watched um, Blade Runner and... Obviously, Rutger Hauer passed, didn't he? So he's the main character. In Did the you watch the director's cut? Uh, no, I don't think okay. I yeah. But I watched the second one as well. Yeah, the second one's great as well. It is cool. So, yeah, um, they're very much sort of investigative. Uh, Detroit Become Human, if you get a chance to play it, is pretty amazing. Do you yeah. have to solve the mystery? Yeah, and at the end, it gives you like the tree of choices. And what you the what path you went down in your percentage, you know what, because you can investigate as, as much as you want, kind of. And if you unlock all of the little points of op, uh, points of interest, and then go and continue the dialogue, you get more options to talk to them. You know, say for instance, you walk into a, a crime scene, and then you end up talking to the um, the culprit of the crime. You can like talk to them about the evidence that you might have found or might not have, and like. That's what I'm saying. The, the tree, you can see, ah, oh, like only 18% of the people that played that level got to that, that, you know, or got that option. Mm. It's really cool, man. It is. And so, uh, yeah, it's got a few famous people in there. Nice. So, what, voice acting wise? Yeah, like, um, what's his name? Clancy Brown, is it? Uh, who played the Kurrigan in Highlander? Uh, it's got Lance Highlander. Hen- <laughs> you know, hi- uh, Lance Henriksen. That's got to be due um, for a remake soon, you know. What, that feels the High- like there's time for a Highlander remake. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah. Highlander, I remember, was. I know there was a TV series me. talked about, wasn't there? But Maybe yeah. what they could do is they could bring Christopher Lambert back as the old guy and bring a new Highlander in, and that's how they could reboot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would work. I mean, if they can reboot Star Wars the way they have with even, you know. Uh, computerized people and stuff it's you can do anything aren't you really sure but that's cool i've been i revisited a game called the hunter call of the wild recently which is a it is a multiplayer game but i've been playing it mainly solo me and chad do spend some late nights just trying to do nighttime hunting for some axis deer and things like that but it's one of those very peaceful beautiful games um where the the world's a really lovely uh, detail of trees and grass and landscape and forests and everything. I sound like a really old man here, but it's really nice. Just like the way they do the lighting and everything. And I'm on my big monitor and stuff. It just looks amazing. And I just really find it quite relaxing to just walk around in these environments, either Canada or Patagonia or whatever. Sure. And uh, there are so you could, there's those are things like challenges to hunt certain animals and you have to shoot them really clean and you get benefits for all that. So like trying to find, aiming for their heart and stuff like that or their brain so they they introduced some new 
bits and pieces recently so there was a new weapons pack and a new place called Yukon Valley and uh nice. up, you know which was really nice and they had they've got this new thing where there's packs of wolves in Yukon Valley and they will attack you and stuff so it's pretty a bit more edgy you know you're not just wandering nice. around risk free so that's I've been really enjoying that and they've introduced weather biomes and all that sort of stuff so watch out for those yeah. grizzlies yeah, there are grizzly bears and there's all sorts of things. So yeah, it's um it's it's pretty good fun. I've also been playing a bit of CS with Jay. I'm very new to game, even newer than Jay is. So I'm I'm like silver something, but I'm getting, I'm getting there. It's nice. you know not too bad. And Overwatch has been quite popular recently as well. With yeah, we all uh, dub in that. So many changes. I mean, it never really goes away in our community. It's very popular. But I mean, I'm not sure about this new three different categories choose loading your role, choose your role thing man you don't have it. to do it because in the um arcade there's the classic quick play which is right you know, okay is what it is but i don't know yeah you're kind of stuck can't you because i like to play sometimes it needs reinhardt you know i don't want to yeah. go on a waffle but tactics require it man and if you're i like zenya he's my primary I, I can't do that anymore. I can't switch to him. You can't just funny. switch up. Nah. Yeah, I agree. I do feel they may, might, or it would be nice to have them implement. If you play as a team, so a six man team, you obviously go in his rank. So, say me and you went DPS, the next two went tank, the next two went healers. But you could actually request to swap, even if it's midway through. So, for example, um, Hat could be a healer and go, oh, well, we need this certain tank that I'm really good with. Sure. And our tanks aren't that good with that tank that we need so i can request a swap with one of the tanks who is a good healer that we need and i can't play that heal and you can swap midway through and the rank overall gives you an overall rank instead of having individual ranks for you maybe your dps your team rank because that's how it works at the moment is you get a rank for your sole dps and if you play with a full team like we do quite frequently you find that you're actually restricting for uh, for example we have a a person called Nightfire who's really good. He's like one of the best healers I've ever seen him come to this game. And he's ranked up quite high. Oh, his head's big platinum. enough already. Don't <laughs> Well he's ranked that. up Jesus. quite high in platinum. And <laughs> I've quite I've only just started playing Overwatch on PC. I used to come from console so I've had to start my rankings quite low. So I'm finally ranking up over gold now and I'm low plats nearly. But mm -hmm. I've noticed when he has his locked in as a healer, we struggle to have other people lock themselves as tanks or well, it should be a mixed match if because you're his rank is what we're, the the whole system bases off the highest rank with the lowest to average out the middle which turns out a lot of people can't play what they want to play sure. because of this but yeah i a suggestion would be if you've got a full team of six and they're all in your friends list it should just unlock it shouldn't yeah. even be a thing sure, well that would be another way but that's what if they want to keep the whole two 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 Mm. Then it's pants. They're, yeah. they're... they're trying to shape the the way the game plays, aren't they? Mm. They're trying to change the way the meta is because originally it was ninety percent of the time people did play two two two. But I always found it fun to play against the team with like one healer and everyone just DPS just for the you know the giggles. Yeah. I always found it funny as hell. Like we have like we did a teams once where we were all went tank with Mercy and Mercy was untouchable because the tanks would literally body blocking every single bullet and we ended up killing everyone who the dps couldn't make a dint in us because we had that many tanks when one tank got low the next tank popped in front of them so it was stuff like that was always fun to do and but mm. trolling against the other team but if you're playing with your friends you're all talking to each other if you don't want to exactly. do that don't do that you know what i mean so mm. i always found stuff like that should be allowed if you're playing with your friends which it was until the new well, update 
it might just take a bit of getting used to, as with all the changes. Yep, yep. It's just like in in the beginning, you could have as many tracers on a team. As you yeah, wanted. you had a team full of people in, um, you know, doing the flying robots. What are they called? Diva? Divas. Oh, you yeah. got a team of divas right, just yeah. come and fly at the point. Nerf yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to hide as Winston, all in a big group. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> and hide around the corner and then wait for them all to run a in. gaggle of Winstons oh, comes it. running out. What is it? Time. I don't know what a group of gorillas is called. That's terrifying sight. <laughs> <laughs> but he's running around the corner. I, see I want to say gaggle. But that's <laughs> over gaggle. It sounds good. Gaggle so of Winston. It's not, though. Ian would know. Uh, right. A let's band get on to... or a troop. A troop. <laughs> and less uh... common is a whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? A, a whoop of gorillas. A whoop Spin, of gorillas. Spin some rhymes there, dude. Um, now that's right. Wikipedia. But who was the dominant one, Jay? Who was your silverback in that group? Uh, me, obviously, because it's been oh, a wow. top man here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think we actually have a Winston player who mainly plays Winston. I think no, we don't. Right, really. We have the group. No, we don't really. We have people who can play him, but I don't think we have a main out of it. No, Andrew Reinhardt. We've got quite right. a few people who like Reinhardt. So yeah, nobody, nobody mains Winston. It just doesn't <laughs> it's a bit happen. Situational, does it? isn't he? Yeah, he's is very he's situational and very map specific as well. He'll yeah. always come out on certain maps, but. Uh, right, let's get into the news. Thanks for telling us all about what you've been playing. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about. We're going to start with Star Citizen. So um, we keep touching on this every couple of podcasts, just dipping our little test paper in to see what colour it comes out. And uh, Alpha 3.6, you know, it's one more step in the right direction, right? Exactly. Mundo. From what I've seen, yes. Yeah. Sort of. Some of it's a bit broke. They've changed the way that you fly everything. Well, it's hover Again? mode. Yeah, well, hover mode is recently different... that was yeah the like flight model changed. I don't think it? we've talked about the flight model changes right well, on this podcast since they've come in. I so would that say might have been three point five. I would say that it's better without hover. Uh, well, yeah, the hover's a bit broke. So hmm. it's so when you. When you go into hover mode, remember at the very beginning, you'd have three modes. You'd have precision mode, right, which is when you're trying to land and take off, etc., yep. and it would yeah. cap your speed. Then you had SCM, space combat mode. That's your normal flight and shooting. And then you would have the cruise mode, yep. which would yeah. open, right. And then they changed it, and it was a bit weird, but we all got used to it. Then now they've changed it again. So, uh, and they... It sort of automatically comes on when you're when you're going slow enough. It seems to just automatically come on, and when when you try to strafe, it just I don't know. It kind of does what it wants to do. And when you're in a small ship, such as I don't know, one of those Archimedes, you know, Merlin or something like that. Yeah. Tiny, okay, they're really tiny ones. It's not yeah. going to matter, right? And or even you know, even in my Lancer, uh, it doesn't matter so much because you're not that big. But if when we were in the 890 jump that's something else man you you go miles and like you're trying to land precision with that thing because it's so enormous so i don't know they need to fix it quick i kind of mastered the jibbiness of it but purely from parking big ships conversation and i want to obviously talk about all the other things but i would definitely want there to be an autopilot 
dock my massive expensive ship please mode i believe because even in my car you know i've got a park it for me mode which i never use Mm. but you know this is the future yeah so everything will be parking itself right there is an autopilot feature i don't really use it but there is it's not parking though is it I'm sure there's an auto land one, mm. unless it's been taken out since I last played. You don't want to be trying to park an 890 jump. I mean, it's I know huge. You mean. I mean, especially not if you've stole one and it's your first time flying <laughs> one and you're trying to get it back to the Outland pirate base. Yeah, I'll hold an asteroid. <laughs> yes. Well, there it wouldn't work, see, because autopilot only seems to work on like designated calls. Yeah, for... okay, that's yeah. fair. All right, so not for stolen ships, but. I bet it was a beast to try and manoeuvre around. Oh, it is cool, man. Like It's very, very impressive. When you first walk out and you look at it, you're like, shit, man. Dunks was miles away, at, stood by the foot, and uh, <clears throat> he doesn't even come up to like, the lip of the foot. It's massive. It is took it bigger us, like, than the, that big mining one? I forgot what it's called. I don't know. They look, they look almost comparable. I'm not sure. It seemed bigger, but then I've only gone... Is it the Reclaimer? I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, I think Reclaim is right. I've yeah. only been in one of those twice, and it was ah, a long yes. time ago. But, yeah. So what's, what's going on with, like, you know, missions? And, like, can you pause a mission? Can you transfer? Do you, can you share missions between people that, now and stuff? That's apparently coming in, in the next patch, which is Alpha 3.7. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mission sharing and lots of, like, well, more team focus. So that would be good. That's what we're really looking for because there's no point at the moment when you're, you know, you're two yeah. separate entities trying to work together. It just doesn't work. <laughs> it does a lot of the time seem like, yeah, let's group up and do a mission. Okay, whose mission are we going to do first? Yeah, and who's going to get paid and we're not? Yeah. Like, which doesn't really matter because it is the group effort. But it's, you know, it'd be nice to make some bank together. I've got an F7C and a constellation. Hey, yeah. nozzle flaps then in, in this patch. What's changed with anything flaps? with my oh. ships? Anything new? Not that I'm aware of, no. I've got a loner one. Uh, what do nozzle flaps do? I just don't know, to be honest. Okay. Flap your nozzles? <laughs> yeah, just in case. <laughs> All right. Well, technically, I've got to think, right, if the flaps on your nozzle open up, it's going to create more <laughs> drag in, or, in but maybe atmospheric it'll... flight. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, for cooling, perhaps. To Surely, yeah, but none of that works in space, does it? Or does it? Mm, no. I'm not sure. Because there's nothing to suck in. No. Suck in. Yeah, so there's no... Hmm. Well, <laughs> they've added them, so... Excellent, your boots okay. Flap Anything else that they've done, like, One to do cool with, like, thing, getting actually. in trouble, like... Like crimes and being a bad, cool pirate or anything? Yeah, there's, they've added loads of... Um, you know, whenever you get in trouble you have to go to that one site and then yeah. you have to hack yeah it. use yeah. that computer to yeah, wipe your record more uh, apparently there are like missions that you can take for a um, sordid fellow and uh, get paid under the counter so to speak if you oh, know so stay saying. naughty yeah uh, I haven't actually checked that out Wait, is, is that the miner dude on a, not miner I think it's like so a, it's like a scrapyard on I forgot the name of the big planet um Hurston Yes, I think it's that one. Yeah. Um, one cool thing is the weapon attachments actually work nicely. And yeah, it's cool. For PvP type gunplay. Yeah. What like, do you mean on ships? I, ha- I didn't go into Star Marine. I okay. went f- 
into poor Olisar shop, you know, the like combat. Okay, yeah. shot the shot, shot the shot up. <laughs> no, nah, um, we got all the we got all our weapons sorted, and then went out, and um, there was someone down where we had landed because we had landed on a planet in order to get the little gray cat vehicles, and he had one. Of oh the yeah, yeah, cyclones. So we were like having a little rip on the planet, and then um. Yeah, some guy turned up in a spaceship and landed nearby, so we were wrecking it out and having a little, you know. But you can swap between them really easily, same as your armor and stuff, and it works really well, which is nice. I mean, yeah, I'm glad Weapon Attachment's coming out, so some more scopes and that. Uh, is yeah. there a big variety of them? Like, how are the sites? There are only there are only about three or four, but uh, it, there's some sites, yeah. There's like a four times and an eight times scope. Uh, the red dot, because uh, some of the... Iron sights were like. I believe so. That's good. Yeah, I've, um, I've posted a, a size comparison in the chat. It does. Yeah, look like it is quite a, old. It's a year old. This size yeah. comparison. Uh, so so it might not be accurate I anymore. But it yeah. does seem that it's about that the eight ninety jump is well, corner of this reclaimer very similar. It's about yeah, ten meters longer and it looks much wider. So it's a monster. It's. It, uh, when you get, it. I reckon you could fit four of my constellations inside it. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably could. Probably, it's got a massive um, under, like underbelly um, lift. I believe we didn't actually access it because I ran from one side, uh, from the nose all the way to the the rear, and had to look at the engines and stuff like that. And the, it's, it, it basically shows these holographic circles on the floor underneath where you can stand, and okay, it, which is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, this lift came down that was big enough for both Dunks and I <clears throat> went up and it took ages to go up through it. It's massive. It's like 24 meters high or something like that. Jesus. It is huge. How are the shields? Like... Well, mate, to be honest, we I lifted off and uh, where were we on Hurston? Because you can only spawn it at Hurston or um, what's the other one? Area 18. All right. So uh, yeah, I, like I took it out of the the hangar and i turned and it just shunted off to one side and smashed into the thing detonated <laughs> boom, i was dead and i was back in port olisar because what we had done is we'd landed outside of hurston because if you dock with hurston when you you know that's it if you die you go back to hurston and you don't yeah. want to do that mate Get oh, no. so we landed outside of one of the gates and then ran in and uh yeah I was all the way back to Port Olisar, which is a 15-minute flight away. Joys of Alpha 3 points. <laughs> yeah. I think it's all... Well, big ships in general, at least for my awful flying, I've tend to have a problem of I'm going to take off and then I'll clip something that's like two metres out of my vision and sure. just spin it into the ground. It does yeah. make a question, like, what is the point of it, though? The last couple of Origin ships, the 300... No, the 600i and this 890 jump, one's an... One's a um, exploration ship, and there are no exploration mechanics. <clears throat> and the other is, what is it, a pleasure yacht or something? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, that's a, it's something yeah. like that. And, Needs uh, to put some <clears throat> dancing There's nobody. Options. Isn't, isn't it like a big, uh, from what I saw of like the concept back when, it, like years ago, it seemed to be like a big Emirates sort of plane, modern day wise, just transporting passages. But then that's again, right. none of that. Maybe some of these are never really meant to be owned by us. They're just going to be run by NPCs to get people about. 
you know, the reality of it is we won't really bother buying the problem. They probably will eventually put some sort of game mechanic in, like you like you land somewhere and it fills up with NPC passages. Yeah, and sure. You take them somewhere else. Exactly right, which is what you do on Elite Dangerous. Uh, but I don't know what you know why. I suppose it's because they can. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, uh, we've all seen the a level of detail and time that goes into ship development. It's, it is amazing. Oh. And to say just because it just doesn't seem rational. There probably will be yeah. people out there who want just I want to just fly from one place to another trans and transport people for a bit. Yeah. We'll see. It's not without armaments, like it does have, you know, it's got quite a few. It's got those point defenses as well, which I'd yeah. be interested to test. The trouble is, um, it was Takado who had the eight ninety jump because he's a subscriber. And yeah. we were going to jump into it on Sunday, and it, it disappeared. So that period was is over. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I used to uh, be a subscriber, but then I realised it was going to take forever, and I didn't want to. Was it the six hundred I was the last Origin yeah, ship? Yeah, that's the one. Well, yeah, that's the other one because I remember seeing that and um, being a good boy that I am in my Vanguard Warden. Mm-hmm. I saw the six hundred I flying over Damar. And thought, ooh, I'm going to shoot that. So I spent a good few minutes shooting at it. Its shields were damn tough, but the thing was just like couldn't outrun us. It would jump us and I would just follow it. You sure? And I just chased it across Damar for like about 10 minutes, just constantly <laughs> peppering it until eventually it blew up. So I imagine the shields are good, but defense wise, it, it couldn't do anything against us because yeah. its guns weren't good enough and it wasn't a maneuverable combat ship. What's this one got? It's got some tactical Phoenix GF three thirty laser repeaters, size threes. Two of yeah, those. they're little pew pews though. Yeah, that's little, nothing. Yeah. Uh, what else? Talon Stalker three. Is that that's missiles? Three. Yeah, uh, yeah six, will be. six of those. Uh, so just size six, six or shield. six racks? No, just six missiles. Okay. <laughs> they're size three missiles that it shoots. Uh, it's got four times. Preacher Alpha 9 upper and, tel- and lower turrets. I think they're like twin ones. Uh, what I really mm. liked about EVE was the way that you could build a ship out to do different job roles. Sure. So you bought effectively a chassis. Yeah. And then depending on how you built it out with all the different parts, like Maybe. shield, hull, weaponry, power, etc., it could be focused into either being a tank, an interdictor, um, you know, a DPS build, sure. whatever, a sniper, Speed all tank. from one chassis. And I know that obviously there's certain chassis that lent themselves towards certain roles a bit more, but truth be told, you could bend the rules quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. I- I'm hoping that, that they will have this with uh, like sh- like the generators and the shields and all the weapons once they get more in, that yeah. you will be able to say sneakily convert sort of something that might look like an easy target into something much more deadly. Yeah, or yeah, definitely. yeah. Or just do what people have done with, say, the caterpillar and turned it into a makeshift uh, hangar for, I think, was it the is it the arrow? There was loads of ships yep. inside, didn't yeah, there? The arrow, but it's like it just kept the um, the doors down and like was it four arrows just landing each one? So you just <laughs> just get into a fight and there we go. We've got a little kraken. Did yeah, you with, did you encounter the anvil ballista? Uh, no, not at all. I didn't. didn't that's see one it. that I have been like. I saw it and went. I want one of those. Yeah, that even. doesn't look cool. Yeah. 
one. No, I've only seen it like uh, on YouTube. See, I wonder if you'll, if size-wise, because I have to say I haven't played since three point four. I think right. it's been a couple of patches since I've been on. I'm wondering if you could f- fit that in a caterpillar and do the same thing with the arrow, but with that and just have like the turrets <laughs> pointing out and so yeah, start shooting missiles out the yeah. front of it. Well, yeah, that's just all the experimentation. What we need is another like free flight, or you know, mm. that push. Yeah, uh, we do. Let everyone get in and yeah. play with all the all the ships. Cool. I bet they get loads of useful data from that anyway. Defo. Yeah, must be good. Okay, so Alpha Three Point Stick Six. <laughs> one more <laughs> little step towards you know a very long journey, but we're getting there. Do I have a date for? 3.7 because i know it's the end no. of this month supposed to be not so sure I if it's out now. maybe we'll have a little if we're lucky next podcast if it's out by then yeah i would say that it's worth looking then. at because some of the yeah, stuff cool. uh would yeah it looks interesting you posted the dates thing here we go so in our star citizen room we've got one of those sheets which which has got the roadmap on it mm-hmm. um and having a little look in here 3.8 is Q4. 3.7 uh, is end of Q3. this month. Q3. Yeah. yeah, just this end of yeah. September. So human AI combat, AI dogfight combat, bounty hunter armor, character customization. Caves. Caves. Not really, system. maybe. Maybe not that, That's also bringing in handheld mining. So you don't need a mining ship. You can like go out, explore the caves, right. and mine them with your multi-tool. And that goes hand in hand with the personal commodity inventory. Mm-hmm. Because no longer is your inventory just an infinite void that you can access everything from. It's now you can store a certain amount of stuff on your guy. Mission sharing, obviously huge. Yeah, that is, we've been needing that for years. Uh, I don't know what IFCS proximity assist is. Anyone? Mm, In-flight control system or something like that. Nice, okay. And then Aegis, Vanguard, Harbinger, and the Uh, Vanguard Sentinel. I think they're reworks because the Vanguard got a big rework, and I think we're bringing in the variation reworks. Sentinel E War. That sounds Mm -hmm. good. And the Banu Defender, which, correct us if I'm wrong, Viv, is this our first Banu ship? First alien ship? Yeah, because we've got the Xi'an. The Xi'an is already in. Ah, yes. So, yeah, more alien ships. But it's a much bigger option. It's a real, you know, it's a ballistic missile, but it's not a Defender, I think. No, I think it's, isn't it the, like, it's like a bigger fighter. Yes. I know okay. it's, it's supposed to be, you know, the Merchant Man, which has been like, yes, been in concept for God knows how long. Mm. That's finally coming this year, I think. Maybe next one. But that's supposed to have some interaction. It's supposed to be quite good. Yeah. yeah. All dates are subject to change. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that's cool. Star Citizen, we touch base with it. It's gone its way. That's fine. Uh, what else has been going on? We're going to talk about Borderlands 3 in a minute if Jay's still awake because he doesn't I'm play Star there. Citizen. I've never played the game, but it does sound all right. You know? I'm not right. It does sound all right, you know. Just stop us from running a bit long because we've already been on for like 25 minutes. I'm going to uh, give us a very quick rundown on Gears 5 because it is a major AAA release and it has come to PC and console at the same time, Xbox. And there is cross-play and cross-save, which is all really nice stuff we want to see in this world you know those are good things and i think for that alone it needs a little bit of a champion um so i've played it and i jumped in early access through uh (laughs) 
the Xbox subscription sort of service. It's uh, I can't remember how much it is, but normally I think it might be ten pound a month, and it gives you Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Ultimate access to their portfolio of games, a bit like the guys at Origin have been doing, and also EA have been doing for a while with EA Access. Right, so if you sign up to Xbox Ultimate. It gives you access to their like library of games, and they did an opening offer for two pound for two months. So I signed up for that for two quid, and I got two months. And I need to cancel it, otherwise it turns into ten ninety nine, I think. But it gave me access to Gears of War. F- it's not called Gears of War. Gears Five. They dropped the of war bit, so uh, they dropped the Gears Five, and um, it gave me access to that early. And I've been playing that quite a bit and i think i'm level 52 on the ranks i haven't prestiged yet but um yeah it's been pretty good it's classic gears has anyone played any gears of war before you would have had to have played it on xbox if you yeah, had. I played the first I one i played very little of i can't remember which one it was i was back in secondary school at the time i think it was two or three nice i mean i know we set one up once at one of the altlands we did a, a 2v2 tournament in when we were in warwickshire uh, yes. Um, which was fun, but you know, the whole kind of third person over the shoulder, hugging a wall, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got a shotgun or you've got a a kind of like AR type weapon where you're just trying to work, work them down with damage over time. Yeah. Or chainsaw them. Yeah. So all of that is identical and like, it hasn't really, it hasn't really changed significantly, to be honest. There's a couple of very subtle differences where they've introduced characters that you can choose from for the arcade not the and not the ranked matches, but the arcade matches. So you go into an arcade match and you choose your character, and if you get enough kills with that character, it gives you an option to buy a weapon. And depending on the character, the weapon you can buy is different. So you choose a character, and it might be something that will give you an option to buy a sniper, or you choose cool. a character and it gives you an option to buy a shotgun. So that kind of thing. So I've been using... Uh, the close combat guy a lot so he uses this gun called the enforcer which is a really high fire rate smg and it just melts people close range (sighs) you just you absolute like bullet fucking everywhere Um, but they are dead like they are dead if Mm. they get close and the key is just to get sneaky on people so you can get close enough to do the damage because at range it's just fucking useless so you, you are kind dead. Like, kind of like an Uzi and Pogo, you've just got to be in the face. Absolutely, in. 100%, just like that. So it's been really good fun trying to like close distance, using smoke grenades to try and close the close down, like slide from wall to wall to wall, because they just this whole, whole um, wall-hugging sliding mechanic is pretty, very uh, intrinsic to the, the, the feel of gears. Like, you sure. know, you slide into the wall, duck and cover and look and everything. And it's really... It, that, that whole thing, playing that on PC rather than console, so the speed of it, the refresh rate, feeling really tight and clean, that's been really lovely. So it's and, not just um, a crappy old port then? Definitely not a crappy old port. I think um, looking at some of the reviews online, some of the more in-depth people that break these things down and look at the way that it's you know using all the cores of your computer sure. and GPU and everything like that. Digital Foundry is the, is one of the big ones. And they did it. They gave it an incredible review on, like possibly one of the best PC ports ever made. Nice, you know, because it's so. It's basically not a PC port. It's it's a dedicated title. So and you so know it should uh, be though. You know. Yes, made by Microsoft. <laughs> it's a Microsoft oh. Studio, um, co- uh, coalition. So you know they they they're a subs. They were 
originally a different company, obviously, and it broke off and then Microsoft bought them. But um, yeah, it's a really, really lovely port. It plays so well and it runs. Uh, I had to download separately the 4K textures, um, which took a, a little while on my connection. And and I can't honestly say... Is that wire it. still hanging from the post? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, hey, guys, here's a fiber optic update here Bye. here in Bell Broughton. Uh, it's still hanging from the post, and uh, it's, it, my fiber is still dark. Um, but I tell you what, this is nothing to do with gears. I've got this PFSense router working, right? So this was a little computer I bought from... Alibaba or something, right? So it's an Intel i5 something something with eight gigs of RAM and a uh, 256 gig NVMe drive in a tiny little metal box. And it comes with an external power supply, like a little brick. And the box is the heatsink, so no fans. Nice. And it's got an Intel uh, NIC. Uh, so it's got four Intel sockets on the back for it. And you can allocate them out as you see fit. So any number of wide area network connections or local area network connections so i've set them up to have three wans so one a 4g connection a local mm -hmm. my local broadband connection and another 4g connection so if you imagine you got a 4g sim card in a router and the cable going to this device providing internet to that socket and then my sky adsl providing internet and then another 4g router with a sim card in it providing internet that's how i've set it up i don't have the second 4g at the moment but it's all ready to go and i've loaded this software on it which boots into and it's um it's called pf sense and it's a, it's its own sort of like uh, operating system that's dedicated to being a router and with the help of the um uk lantex community which is a a group of brainy people that run all the different lands in the uk so insomnia Epic LAN, Stratlan, all these guys, right? They're all in one Discord room and you can go in there and, and ask them for help and stuff. They give me some guidance and I've been building that and I've been testing it with Gears and Destiny and stuff. And it's been really, really good because I can tell it that to. I want my gaming, yeah, I want my gaming traffic to go on this connection and I want it to prioritize any connections to Blizzard.net or Steam. And um, I want to use this connection for YouTube or voice comms or anything like that. So I've got all these rules set up in the firewall and um, it allows us to split tasks out. And then when it comes to Altlan, this router can run and manage all those different connections and share it so that for low latency, low ping connections, we can use the oh. landline at the venue. And then for people the, that want to download... nerds are going to be jizzing. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> man. So it's really, really, it's been really good fun. So I've been playing with that and getting that working and playing Gears 5 and using it as my test bed. But Gears 5 had a whole bunch of issues when it came, when it went live. They clearly weren't ready and the servers were all over the place and people were getting chucked out of matches and getting like 100 ping kind of like connections and all sorts of stuff. But it's stabilized now. It's fine. I'm getting about 32 ping, which is pretty normal for me on my connection. But um, yeah, if you just want a solid PvP, traditional just load the match as a team five people kill people load another match it that's what this is it's just a nice. good classic any, pvp any things you'd change any criticisms of the game or you're pretty much just happy all around um it, i was expecting more innovation mm. because you know this is the the breakaway studio that was 
uh, you know, uh, Epic were involved originally, I think. And now, you know, we've got this coalition, which is Microsoft owned with a huge, big injection of money. It's one of the very few um, AAA Xbox exclusive titles, you know, that they still have. Most titles now that are really, really big aren't console exclusive or platform exclusive. So um, I just thought Microsoft would have really put some money behind this. Now, I, I haven't played the campaign and I have heard that the campaign is bigger and more in depth and better than ever. And that might be true. Um, but just from a loading it up and trying to play a online PVP experience, there was two lobbies to choose from. It was like arcade or ranked. Like I am, um, I was expecting things like I want to play some King of the Hill. I yeah, want to play I'm, some Capture the Flag. I want to play some, you know, all these other game modes. I thought like with an audience where you've got PC and Xbox, yeah. so you clearly you're not going to worry about saturation. You know, you could have had all like all these different game modes, and it really wasn't there. So traditionally, there was Warzone, and then there was um, uh, Execution. You'd always pick between those two. So Execution would be that the guy that you down, and he's crawling around on the floor, and he's not dead yet. You have to go up to him and fucking stamp on his head to kill him. Nice. You can't shoot him from range. Right. So it really created some interesting dynamics in gameplay because you could be sitting back with your pistol, popping people off, but you're not getting any kills for your team because you're not finishing them. Right. So um, that was a really interesting, and, and that hasn't really been introduced again. That's been sort of lost a little bit, and they've tried to simplify it. So I'd say nothing that I want to add necessarily, but I want to expand on the game modes. I want to expand on the depth of the PvP. Yeah. Um, uh, doesn't, and let's yeah. just hope for the if they do bring them these more these uh, other modes in, sort of ones you expect from sort of like the old 360 days. Um, that it's more here's a free update rather than that's right. <laughs> five, give, a, yeah. give us a five room, we'll give you the game modes that should have been on. We're, we're in the, the era of the post launch patch, you know, yeah. and paid DLC games it's, as a service. I know mm-hmm. on, if it's done well, it, it can be amazing. Where just the game just lasts forever and keeps getting updated and goes on and on and on. And then it can be just every up little update them trying to force like anything they've added to the game, just trying to milk you for as much yeah. as they can. Well, that's where uh, Borderlands wanted to separate themselves, didn't they? Not Borderlands, sorry. Uh, Destiny, my apologies. Mm-hmm. Destiny Two, they wanted to go their own way. Bungie was sick of well, what was happening to their whole franchise. Like, it, it started out well, it died a little bit, but it, they brought it back in D One and D Two came out, and it it just flopped. There were so many problems and it was pushed and it was rushed too much and even they admitted that the, it was rushed and DLCs were pushed out before critical updates that needed to happen were never happened like, like a lot of companies do this now because they're all just dream- driven by money and yeah obviously you know the money helps to fund the games that we love but the money that we're given to them is for the games that we love that aren't a thing anymore there's not many games out there anymore that really offers what it, it says anymore you, you get a game and it's usually broken for the first mm-hmm. six months like battlefield 4 for example that came out it was what had a really big hype up to it because battlefield that 3 was, was such a good success diabolical. and it was broken for what a best year. part of a year nearly no it was it was a year later they launched the patch the like uber <laughs> patch to fix it all but like by then they lost three quarters of their people they all went to call of duty and then call of duty flopped like people are pushing games out too fast i'd rather them take 
10 years like Borderlands 3 has done and actually nailed almost a flawless flaw, uh, launch. There is a few, obviously, technical difficulties we'll, we'll talk about, but apart from that, it's a pretty flawless launch. Like, think most games that? don't do that anymore. And I think it's because they're not prepped enough, they're not tested enough as they used to be. And they did release a so... pre-sequel in between. They did, yes, but the pre-sequel... Different studio. Kind of, it, okay. yeah, different it was like studio, a, a side studio. Yeah, it was right. kind of just to keep people... Hey, we, we we're still here, you know. Type. Don't thing. forget about Borderlands. Yeah. Don't forget exactly because it wasn't long after pre sequel was released that some of the some of the little teasers started getting dropped from Borderlands three, and then they dropped that massive one. But uh, yeah, games nowadays are like they're not they're not from from a gamer's person, you know, point of view where I've played games a lot of my life, and you know, as I was younger. Maybe that was just the way I was when I was a kid. I found them more amusing. The games are starting to become more broken, more buggy, more problems. And there's very small games that are AAA titled, meant you know, like meant to be AAA titles. These big companies that have been doing it for years should know what they're doing, or at least have some sort of fundamental plan of how to put a game out that works and not completely broken or doesn't work. Like wow. servers, for example, is the very basic of any game right now for multiplayer servers are servers that work. Call of Duty had the problem for the first one on the World of War one they made, not World of War, but the COD War they did not long ago. But servers were broken for a good two weeks before they actually allowed people to play properly. I used to get disconnected all the time. Every maybe half an hour playing, I, I spent an hour trying to get into a server. Like For a new game, you'd expect at least to be able to handle the sheer volume of people going to be playing it. Tell that to uh, Blizzard, day one of Warcraft. Yeah, well, I, I yeah. didn't hear about that. What's happened on the queues uh, were crazy like you know, seven hours people were waiting. <laughs> yeah. Do you think yeah. we'll end up seeing like at the death of these big greedy publishers eventually with the games of the service making it so a company can support a game and keep releasing patches and monetize them through other means, like hopefully with what Destiny's going to do and say how like Warframe's done it, that we'll sure. see them like companies split off from. Say EA, Ubisoft, and that, and like make the game that they want. Uh, the problem is seed money. So for Destiny to exist at all, Bungie had to find someone that was going to seed them. When Microsoft said they just want to keep putting money into Halo, yeah. So Bungie, as a developer, were like, "We've got this wicked idea for a whole new IP," and uh, Microsoft was saying, "Well, we own you, and we don't want to put money into it," and. You know, Activision came along and signed them up for a ten-year deal, ten-year deal worth fifty million or whatever it was worth, like huge amount of money. And it was the seed money that gave them the ability to then have their creative vision. Lo and behold, in the end, it turned out that there was too many claws in in the contract that they weren't able to deliver on the creative creative vision that they had in mind. And hence, now they've broke away from them. But it's only because they feel safe to break away because of the new momentum in in-game purchases yeah. that can feed finance, financials to run a studio. Uh, and, and the shop now, since they've broken away from Activision, is, is filled with lots of um, cosmetics in Destiny 2 that you can buy using real money. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's their obviously, they have to have some sort of, and the DLC is coming out, which is going to be paid for. Um, so they have to have a money stream. So I don't, I don't know how we're going to see good quality, well-developed new IPs come out in the gaming's world without a big money man backing it. And then that big money man stops it from being independent. That's the thing. 
but it's like, well, Destiny, well, Bungie's a great example of sort of, you know, Microsoft just going, oh, no, we don't care about this. More Halo. Yeah. More Halo. We're going to milk this franchise. Money, money, money. And then they went, oh, look, this other publishers went, yeah, we will fund your prize. And then once they signed the little devil's deal, it's like, now we're going to milk your new franchise. (laughs) It is. It's just. But maybe Bungie might now set a new trend to show all the um, little guys. I yeah, it's tough, no, but their golden their golden pavement was laid for them through. Sure. It was, but how how do you Bungie... go? You can't just get straight to where Bungie is no, now. You can't now, but no, you're right there. But don't forget, Bungie almost completely collapsed. The game was that badly broken and that much for grabbing people's money. A lot of the player base died in D1 before the Taken King. A lot yeah. of a lot of the two DLCs that were launched before the Taking King and Destiny One had nearly about fifty to sixty percent of whatever it was I read it was was reduced player base. It was almost only forty percent of what the original player base was playing still, and that, that was the people who were diehard fans, you know, still going. And forty percent of a player base isn't enough to keep a, a franchise running. Let's be honest here. Sports it games until you know the Taking King came out for that version, and that pushed it through. It brought it all back because it was. It, Taken King was probably one of the best DLCs they've ever done so far, in my opinion as well. I think what what you're about <laughs> to go on to, sir, is uh, about sports games. I'll let you yeah. continue before I make my little point on this as well. What you're going to okay, say? Okay, well, I just like that's that's a whole nightmare. If you're trying to, if you're pro Evo, trying to break the FIFA market, and but you're not allowed to use any of the club names because they've got licenses on all of them, so you can't call Arsenal. Arsenal, you have to call it like West London or something, whatever it is. You can't, you can't call Manchester United Manchester United. Like you, you, you it's terrible for them to try and and basically they're they're, they're never going to win. They're always going to be the like little tiny underground because FIFA. No matter how dominate. good, the, like even if the game's ten times better, oh, it might it might have better mechanics or a nicer engine, but no one's ever going to find out because who wants to no. play? If you're a football enthusiast, I'm not. But you, you know, if you it's wanted to play that, you want. Spoony. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Though. No, that's you're right there. Thing. But funnily enough, like that's Evo's, fucked. You can't do anything about that, man. There was a announcement to do with Evo. Uh, they bought out. Well, they're not bought, but they've got given a contract now. I think it is with one of the main big clubs that they can actually use their proper names now. And FIFA fans were absolutely livid when they found this out, <laughs> and they've all moved over to this one just for the sole fact of. I can play my club now because it's got the correct name. The real people. Yeah, yeah, and the right badge. For example, if it was fucking Liverpool, it's now saying Liverpool instead of Uberpool. Yeah. yeah. Like, so yeah. things like that are always going to be in the way of... of... So I, I think, think there's always going to be big companies that have uh, ownership rights or... It's like patents almost. Well, it's like, uh, say, like sports games themselves are propping up probably the worst studio out there for EA. just yeah it just no matter how many like battlefields the ruin how many franchises to make just awful every day every day every year fifa fans and all the other sports games franchises that they make will keep coming back every year and they'll just milk them more and more oh what's this you want to buy your team well we've put a little gambling system in to get the player you want they'll just keep putting money into that and they'll sit there and go we can just make as many shit shooters and shit franchises as they want. We can just drive them into the ground and just ignore that and buy a new one because the sports games are just keeping us afloat. But don't you think they'd make even... If they're all driven about money, don't you think if they made an amazing game that, you know, took the world by storm? Fortnite, for example, you know, a lot of people don't like that game, but it took the world by example. Look at him. They're a multi-billion well, it, company. It, it didn't. Just because of one... 
What the game mode? More purchase in it. Because me, me and me, Chung and Bloody played Fortnite back when it first came out in what they were first trying to make, which was more of a base defense. defense. Yeah, so I, played that as well. I thought it was brilliant. That game, yeah. it was brilliant. I and thought. that's that seemed like, oh, we want to make this, and then our oh, PUBG is doing really well. Oh, we'll make a free version mode on our then, engine. Yeah, and then it just the that just took over, and it was like a a free, the only free battle royale that I can think of during the time. And everyone jumped onto there, and it got massive. And now this the the thing that they seem to want to make originally is just gone, and it's just all oh, we want money. It is so, true, but that's funded them now to do whatever they want in theory. But, but like you know, where has the save the world stuff came from? You've all this extra idea. money that they've got it hasn't really they just set up a game store yeah. to take a percentage of every game sale. Yeah, uh, trying to steal away from Steam, which had got. A monopoly of the PC market, no doubt. But they've got all this money in from this game mode, and they've just ignored what they originally tried to make for the mo- the most profitable thing, which is just you know. I do think this, that the world yeah. is going to clamp down on the gambling element involved. Oh yeah. So loot oh yeah, it's an addiction is... for a lot of people, and especially yeah. FIFA with the player card packs and all that lot. I mean, that's bad news, man. Well, it's like... what was that basketball game that's a set that's got like slot machines and? Things yeah. like is it NBA, yeah, 2K, isn't it? Ah, 2K, it's yeah, I mean, what it's 15%, 15% positive reviews, and it's just all as like it is sort of them taking it as far as they can with just making trying to spend money in game, yeah. There's um, there's rumblings that the UK are to ban loot boxes as well, period, yeah, like yeah. all of them, yeah. It's going to and and like Overwatch aren't the, the worst, you know, wow. How it works in some other countries that have already banned them. Yeah, but like, how does? Yeah, but how does that work? I, I physically didn't even know this was a thing. Like, uh, they ban much. loot boxes, say in Overwatch in the UK. They just, is that take just them out. It's taken out of our games. Yeah, the ability yeah. to purchase loot boxes oh, just is. gets removed completely from the game. And then they have to deliver skins to us in different ways. Mm-hmm. So Which if they I think wanna... the old system yeah. is better of. You want a yeah. skin, you buy it rather than you, you want it. a skin. I look at it, I like it, here's my money for it. it. Thank you. Which is how Destiny works now, to be fair. Imagine that. never had loot boxes. Yeah, yeah but what well, a skin you liked, you bought it. Imagine have, going I to have, the shop. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go to the shop and you're gonna buy a chocolate bar. Yeah, and you grab you grab this box and you buy it and then you walk out of the shop and it's like a banana or something. Fucking like that. curly whirly. That'll be alright actually. A banana won't be too bad. Are you want to talk curly whirlies like? I'll just pop down the I'll pop down the shop and get a few beers, lads. Hold on. You know, come back. Fuck, you know, it's Capri Suns. It's my look at the draw. I spent twenty quid on this. Only got exactly. one. They don't even have straws. Yeah. What you're doing <laughs> wrong there, Viv, is you're coming back from the shops with just one box. Yeah. See, what you're supposed to yeah. do is come back with 50 boxes, and then one of them's going to have what you want in them. That's exactly. the thing. You're just doing it wrong, mate. Buy 10 boxes, and there is a guaranteed three out of five star, at least. <laughs> God, can you imagine if that's how the world worked? That'd be insane. That is how the gaming world works right now. Gaming world works, yeah, but that's what CSGO is. Here's all these weapons that you could, weapon skins you could get in this box, but I'm not going to tell you how many of each one are in here. And then it's going (laughs) to rotate in front of you and land on like one of six of exactly the same pistol skin that it showed you in a row. And then you've got this amount of money on yeah. this in the last couple of months. I got quite addicted to it. It is easy though. It is you know, you see a skin that looks cool because you saw some guy in game like, ooh, 
that's a cool skin. I kind of want that. And you just buy it. But then you can't. You've got to roll the dice and go for it. Mine looks terrible. So, yeah, I've, I've been the uh, forehand of loot boxes. It's got to be banned. It's got to yeah, be banned. Yeah. Ban moderated however it needs to bum, but it needs to be done soon. We've been talking about this on previous podcasts as well, and we keep coming to the same conclusion. <laughs> it's, not, it's, a, it's, it's a shit green system. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit. So uh, we're running late. We've been on for nearly an hour already, and we haven't talked about Borderlands 3. So, um, the great Jack, game. There you go. Moving on to uh, the Yeah, yeah. So like, the only person in this room that's played Borderlands 3 is Jay. And uh, like... Like without any spoilers, and I want to say this as best we can, and something might creep out, but without any spoilers, what can you tell us about Borderlands Three? Um, well, they've they've stuck to a similar low out of characters. They've got your you got your Siren, which is called Amara. I hope I'm saying these names right. You got Zane, which is kind of like is a bit like uh, Zero from Borderlands Two. Um, you got Flak, which is the Beast mode, which is you know. Isn't actually technically is a whole different new character, but I guess that kind of fills in the spot for what the Gunzerker would have been. And then you got Moza, which spawns a Mechin, bit like um, the other one of the characters in Borderlands Two do. So I've only the played... little girl from Borderlands Two. Yeah, uh, so I've only played Flak at the moment, uh, which spawns the beasts, and so he has a one of three pets he can choose from. Um, is it I went only one, one at a time. Only one at a time. Yeah. So in the skill trees, he has uh, a series of different pets that can so. It's the same pet at the start, but it can mutate something different. So, for example, on one of the fire trees, it starts with like a spider run, and then it's like a bigger spider run or a cooler looking spider run, and then it's like a flamey spider run, and so on and so forth. And they've got the, uh, some monkey in it. I know it's a bit weird, but there's like a monkey. And it can mutate into different things. And then it's got um, a skag, which I find is the most cutest out of all of them. And it yeah, can actually physically go up to and stroke the dog, which I thought was awesome. So I thought it would definitely have to be the first character I'd play. <laughs> okay. So down can to you, actual we'll just staying on the animals quickly, yeah. can you can you change the way they look? Uh no, but you can name them and I think they take well you can't change the way they look, but there is three default different looks already that they have for them. But you can change the name to something of your choice. So, so you with, can call it with whatever Flack, you want. that character, in yeah. the old thing you used to go to this place where you could change your head. You um, can do that again. They've brought that back with actually a bit more in depth. So um, like how have they changed that? So in the original one, you only had one color skin for the whole yes. of your character. So if you, for example, there was one called the Pink Unicorn, and it basically turned everything pink with a unicorn in your chest, and that was all it was, and then yeah. a different head. Now they've got options for your head. You've got um, overall skin look like, so you've got pre-made ones you can copy, or you can go into it and individually customize what you look like. So you can have three selection of colors, so it's like uh, the base color, the second color, and like the, the outlines, for, for example. So... You can very customize it very niche to the way you like it. And I think that's pretty cool how they've done that. It, it's got quite a nice market, and there's loads of skins to pick from. I, I've only been playing for a best part of 20-odd hours now, and I've got loads of skins I've picked up so far, and they're all cool. They're all individually cool-looking. Like, there's not one I've gone like, that is disgusting. I don't want to look at that, but they've all looked really cool. So they've got a lot of variants, and there's a lot of heads. I don't exactly know how many heads there are. I've currently only collected about seven or eight so far, but I assume there'd be quite a lot since there was a lot in Borderlands 2. They seem to have gone very high on the loads of loot, loads of weapons, loads of everything to pick from, as well as the uh, vehicles. They've got new vehicles now in it, which are pretty cool. So you unlock further as you progress and think. And they've also unlocked um, an ability to customize the way the vehicles look. So 
that was already in the game, but this is like you can change the engine size, how many boosts it has, the guns. Okay. So they've got really more in depth on the whole customization of this game to how you want to play it. And you slowly unlock this by exploring the map and looking in at certain areas that you didn't think to go looking like climb on this cliff and oh there you go, you've just spotted something that you didn't know was there. It really pushes you to explore more, which I think is a really good concept of the whole um Borderlands itself being such a big game already in the amount of loops you can collect, forcing you to actually just go explore in general. It's quite a nice thing because there were certain maps on Borderlands 2 that I knew there was nothing in there from previous, you know, seeing other people do it or myself. So I knew not to bother going looking there. But now you don't know, even with it being new, you never know if something could be there for you because there's more loot now in chests that you knew never used to drop loot now has a chance to drop loot regardless of what tier it is, which is cool. I've heard from a couple of YouTube reviewers that there's too much loot. Um, yeah, there's a, I, I think there's a lot of loot, yeah, but I like that. I like the ability to go through a boss fight, kill one boss, and have 20 different guns on the floor and be like, ooh, pick that one up, shoot it's this Christmas. one in a couple of seconds. And like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I want that one. So you put that one, pick another gun and be like, oh, that's but, even better than the last one. So no, I get that. There could be quite a bit of loot, but I feel like that's... What's the inventory space like? Because I, I, yeah, Borderlands 2... So it starts off relatively small. Uh, I think it's like 15 slots to start off with, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but then you can go, to, when you finally reach Sanctuary, um, you can actually upgrade it just like you used to be able to, but you sure. use money this time, not Iridium. Iridium oh, is right. something completely different, which I won't spoil. Mm. So, so you come whole... across money quite easily? Um, yeah, I found money is quite, as long as you're picking everything up and selling it, your money builds up relatively quick. But these purchase upgrades start off at a thousand, then like like three thousand, like five, then ten. They double every time, and they so, get, it gets gets extremely quite expensive. So I at the start was using a lot of SMGs, so I upgraded all my SMGs really, really, really early on, and now I've stopped using as many SMGs. I've got a lot more of assault rifles, and I've got snipers now I'm using, and I don't have a lot of extra reserve animals uh, ammo because I've not actually bought the packs for it. So, um. Yeah, money's easier to come by. I've started to grind a lot more, selling a lot more of the guns where I was ignoring them again, but I've started to sell them. So you can build your money fairly quick up, but there is a few glitches that are going around right now with um, one of the new grenades that they actually give you with the Founder's Edition, which is uh, an legendary grenade that when you throw, it spawns money per impact <laughs> on an enemy. So you're basically going into a 1v1 duel with a friend. He sits in the corner, you put the low grenade on, you throw it at your friend over and over again. You buy more grenades, you throw more grenades, and the money just starts to rack up. And there's a video on the internet right now of a guy does it for a minute and a half, and he ends up with like four and a half million in-game money. So it's not half as people to do it. So I won't be doing that. I'll be doing it the legit way, selling guns after over and over again. Compared but, to all to the other Borderlands, you say that the drops are bigger. Would you say that, like, is there a problem where your inventory is just filling up too fast? Compared to the other um, ones, or is about the same yeah, sort of Yeah, you can fill up fairly well. There is a lot more whites, blues that drop, or whites and uh, greens, sorry, which are the two lower ranks. They drop a lot more frequently than what it used to, but uh, legendaries and pinks, I do feel like they drop a little bit too frequent at the moment. So I think they should be nerfed a little bit to reduce how quick people are getting them, because there is a boss at the moment you can farm, which is just like a little side boss, uh, relatively easy, and it drops a loads of loot. But they've got one of the new modes on it. It's like, um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like Ultimate Vault Hunter mode, but it gives you like a 300% increase in loot. So, where you're killing this one boss and you, 
back on Borderlands 2, it take you 20, 30 tries to get one legendary. You can do this five or six times and you get three or four from the same boss at one go, which seems a little bit excessive, you know, a bit too far what it should be. Maybe it should be limited to only one legendary at a time you can get from the yeah. same thing. But would you, say, gets, would you say the speed that you get the loot? Yeah. You say it, it breaks the pacing of it. So you go to a, like an area, okay, I want to kill this. And then you go like a few times, oh, I've killed them. Oh, great. Now I've got to go back and sell them. I still sell it. And then, okay, I can continue through a bit more while before you could go through and do the area. And then you'd have a full inventory and come back. Yeah, and you do and feel a little bit too quick sometimes, but you just tend to take the more expensive stuff as you run through. You don't have to physically go back every time unless you want to maximize the amount you make. But you can. I have noticed that as a little thing. So maybe they down, dial down a little bit of how many whites uh, and greens you get. It might not be as bad because that's the main guns that drop is whites and greens. But the flak in general, his pet can dig up guns for you whilst you're running around. So it'll growl and then it'll start to dig on the floor and then or be sick and it will throw a gun up. Or dig a gun up for you. <laughs> so it's pretty cool, but it's a bit weird. Like I've seen it throw up snipers at twice the size of the actual pet itself. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not too sure where that came from. But, yeah. I did see one little video that looked quite good where one of the guns the guy got, you know, the ones that you throw, like when you're out of ammo, you throw it and it explodes. explodes. It's been yeah. in like the other Borderlands games. But this one was like a bouncing one, so you'd throw it and then a little robot voice would go out and it would bounce like 20 times, so you'd throw it and be just bouncing around the map going ow, 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 ow. <laughs> I ow. haven't seen that, but I've heard there's a lot of cool things they've brought into that itself that you'll experience as you play through. So I've only scratched the surface on the guns though, like uh, legendary-wise. I've got quite a few myself already, but... Um, I'm only going to list the first one since it's for like the first boss you come to, which isn't a major boss. So it's called the uh, Mind Killer Legendary. It's a shotgun, and it basically it's like a charge up. So you charge up the longer you charge, the stronger it is. It's got like a uh, six seven clip, so it's pretty decent. And um, but they've also got loads of gun, but they have got an interesting gun that you can collect later on in the game. And uh, Elon is it Elon? Elon Musk is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. He. If you ever go back to one of his Twitter uh, tweets he did, he had a picture of him with a flamethrower. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, well, we Borderlands, the leader developer of Borderlands, tweeted him and said, can I use your gun in our game? And he said, sure. He's like, nice. do you want it to be called anything? He goes, uh, cryptocurrency is its magic word. So he named, the, so the red writing that usually tells you either something about the gun or, you know, it, warning. Only on the very dangerous gun ones, or shooting head crit type thing. This one says, say, cryptocurrency is what it, the red text is. And it's a really cool gun. It's a flamethrower, obviously, which is the first. It's really been in Borderlands. So I, I would wager if you went back to that mind killer and you read the inscription on that, it would be something to do with Dune. Because that's like the litany against fear, isn't it? Fear is yeah. the little Fear bear. is the mind killer. Yeah. Fear is the something that... I can't remember the rhyme, but yeah. I can find yeah. a description for that one. I'm not too sure, but I'll what about like well. how's it running? Does it look good? Does it is it hard to run on your? Uh, no, I think as they've got nailed it, it's pretty similar to what Borderlands Two is, but a lot smoother. But um, I have noticed there's a few bugs that people are on the internet itself. People are actually aware of, and I've found myself struggling with it. And there's uh, the <clears> FPS <throat> drop on PC compared to console is a lot more severe. Console is a lot less uh, FPS droppy. And it is on a PC. Does it but... look like a new Borderlands, or does it just look yeah. like Borderlands oh, yeah. 2? Oh, yeah. It does look like a really, really 
souped up nice new neat version of borderlands 2 but it's got its own feel to it like when you first get into it proper like wow this is just beautiful so i was playing everything in high and i noticed there's a lot of fps drop for me so i tweaked the settings and i found that when i put everything onto the lowest settings the fps didn't drop as frequently so i get around 70 to 80 90 even where it sits quite solidly when normal like destiny i can play it all in high and it's all you know 60 fps 100 fps whatever it is it's flat all the time. Yeah. it's fine i know it's borderlands did start to drop quite a bit so there is a few known bugs on the internet about this but you know as we were talking before any game that comes out nowadays has a lot has flaws so this is the only few flaws i've seen so far is that but i've not crashed yet not had any problems of loading there's been no bugs for me the only problem i've had is a little bit at the start where the fps would drop i changed my settings reloaded it up and i've had no problems since it's more or less stable at all times so i'm quite happy with it personally cool. as a whole game goes um what's your character level so i'm currently leveled 25 leveled up just before we started this okay. um as i go i find i'm finding that the actual leveling system feels a little bit harder than borderlands 2 did so i remember playing Borderlands 2 and i could just run through from start to finish and the first 20 odd levels and you wouldn't notice the enemies being too relatively difficult it was quite an easy paced game um even if you didn't bother farming any of the for the legends from any of the bosses and you just kind of played pinks and blues and whatever guns you picked up along the way i found that it was very easy to complete but i've noticed um on this where i've actually had quite a few legendaries for me have actually physically helped me do it but when i've not got the legendaries i've noticed it's a lot harder than what it can be now there is a god roll at the moment with you can get for um I got a god bill for flat that makes him more or less kill everything instantly. I've tried to avoid off that because I find it would be killing the game too fast for me. So I'm sticking to just everything around my pets, make them as strong as I can. Because I find it very fun when they kill things for you. Because you can actually just tell them to which target to attack when. And it's quite cool. fun. So he's got a cool few little abilities. I have played with Siren as a one of the friends who played with us. He was playing as a Siren. And um, I found that the Siren was quite quite useful it has the same feel to maya um she was my favorite character actually on borderlands 2 so has quite a similar feel to her obviously she's got her own unique abilities this new one but uh had a quite a similar feel to what she used to be for maya so it's nice it has some homely feels with some new feels to it as well so it's not a complete copy of borderlands 2 with new guns and new missions it does feel like it's its own game but it does Good. send you home you know when you when you say so if you played so many hours of Borderlands two or one, it does make, remind you of the feel of yeah. the open games. Well, it, they're great feeling games. I mean, we don't want to exactly. And it, it's nice, and I do like it. I think a few tweaks here and there on certain parts would make this game the point of, you know, amazing. Like back to its amazing. So my rating for this so far is a nine, and I don't give many games higher than a six or a seven these days. But solid performance across the board. Everything's just generally about this game is fun. Um, if you were campaign, forced to rate it out of 10? It would be a, definitely a 9. I would definitely give a 9 just for the sole fact. I think the loot needs to be a little bit tweaked to it, which would obviously, you know, make make the legendaries a little bit harder to come by. Purple's not as... They're meant to be legendaries are meant to be the hardest things to see. Like I remember on Borderlands, you could play for 7 or 8 hours and not find one legendary, and you could play 7 or 8 hours on this so far, and I've probably had probably about 50, oh, 7 or 8 legendaries, which seems a lot more common than what they used to be. So... Maybe there's going to be um, another or t one or two weapon classes introduced, you know. Maybe, yes. Because that's what they did with Borderlands 2. They brought in the Pearl Essence and the yeah. uh, Sapphire Crystals, whatever they're called. But, you know, 
That's a Dusty J, 9 out of 10, guys. One final question for Jay. Go for it. You said you've played multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, is it just was it just like two players or have you played up to like the full squad? Uh you can have up to four people, but I've yeah. only physically played up to two people right now. A lot of people are actually playing solo to have the most. You haven't got that many friends, Pat. <sighs> I wasn't oh, no, so my friends up. don't want to play <laughs> until it comes out on Steam, which is in six months' time, and I'm not willing to wait for that long. But so, um how is the scaling? Because I know my own real only real problem with the Borderlands series is if you played with, say, like a full party, the enemies just got like it's kind of stopped being fun. Where they just instead of like increasing the amount of them, it is their difficulty was just make them bullet spongy as hell. So the on is it still so that on Borderlands sort of Two, as you remember, like you said, you know, when you had if you had a high level, I say a level match, and you were only level twenty, everything scaled to his level, which making it virtually impossible for you to kill anything. This it actually works the other way around. If Level 50 joins your game, you become level 50 mm-hmm. in theory of damage. But you still say level yeah. whatever, 12 or 15 or whatever your actual level is, but it makes you feel like you're doing the same damage to him. So he gets his nice amount of XP and you get your nice amount of XP. And, it, and the loot is actually separate now. So oh, what good. you see is not what they see. So you How can about actually... scaling with numbers? Like, the he- say, like, is the health bars jump up for like the two players or is the spawn more? Uh, no, you stick to, the, I think, the similar health what you actually have when you mm-hmm. came in. I haven't noticed too much, but there was only one level difference at the time when I played yeah. with, from what I've seen on the internet. Uh, mm-hmm. The levels kind of stimul, you know, keeps the same with each other. So it's 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 balanced a lot better than what it was on board last okay, that's good. Had that fact. Um, but like I said, there's a few tweaks that could be done for bits and bobs, but as overall, it's a really, really solid game. And the storyline, I ain't going to spoil anything, but I will say this. It really touches you in your heart. It's really good. It's got, I've got some soft spots from characters, and it generally pulls in your strings a little bit. Apart from that, campaign so far has been hilarious. There's been jokes left, right, and center, and there have been really funny jokes. Like I've uh, heard a few comments where people are saying it doesn't feel as funny, but um, the dialogue for the, maybe the individual characters that you're used to, like the main characters, maybe aren't as funny as it used to be. But just for example, if you're, if you're fighting psychos in a or a, a random mob and it kills you it then insults you as you die like once you physically die it then starts lashing insults at you like yeah stay dead you dick stay there do that blah 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 and it's, mm-hmm. it's just hilarious like as you're dying the last thing you want to do is be ridiculed by yeah a tiny little <laughs> bandit that's just killed you like there's the fucking shit it's bandit going on the game but it got the last hit on you and then ridicules you the whole time whilst you're <laughs> dying until you get rezzed or till you respawn back in and the bosses as well if you they bosses kill you they also have a chant line they'll also uh take the piss out of you as well so it's a lot more the, the npcs and the actual people in the game do take the piss out of you a bit more in the game which i think is a nice little feel to it and the storylines and the, the jokes that are always cracked are hilarious and yeah there's a few new characters in it and there's a few characters that we've met in the old dlcs from borderlands 2 are actually now in the main campaign line which is cool so there's a lot of characters that people are known and well loved with, along with a brand new selection of new characters that people have never met or only heard through audio logs. So it's it's cool. It's got some cool things. Excellent, Good. excellent. Well, uh, I look forward to playing it at some time in the future when it comes off Epic, I think. <laughs> or it drops in price. <laughs> yeah, price is probably another thing that would uh, let you out in this game. Maybe. They did uh, con you a little bit. But yeah, it's good. 
okay, we're coming to an end of an exceptionally long podcast. We have been uh, talking for quite a while. Yeah, for time. quite a while. Um, I just want to touch on Altland because it's not far away now. Yeah. Uh, so Altland is the weekend of the 4th of October, which is only a couple of weeks away. And uh, yeah, it's just exciting to talk about that and uh, to say that we've got 24 tickets sold. Nice. And there's a few people that we know have still got to buy. So I think we're looking at about 30 people, which will be really good fun. Uh, but there is capacity for more. So if you're not one of those people and you do want to buy a ticket, please do. Uh, you know, it's a bring your own computer event. It includes a bed uh, and breakfast. And it's a, like a bunk bed with a mattress, like indoors, not a camping or anything like that. <laughs> uh, well, if you wish uh, to sleep outside, obviously. Then you well, can. if you want to sleep outside, you can do. <laughs> At the beginning of October, um, I went to the butchers today to have a chat with him about sausages and bacon and stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's all good. I'm getting some proper tucker. We're going to do uh, uh, scrambled egg, baked beans, sausages, bacon. You know, and we've got this uh, nice big kitchen at this venue, so we can lay it all out for you to come and help yourself. All the, the beans, which is good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wonder if um, Bean Man will make another. I wonder appearance. if he'll return. Yes, the mysterious Bean Man. Who is he? Um, <laughs> Uh, this week we've spent. Where has he come from and where has he been? <laughs> this this week and last weekend, I've spent some time trying to develop the uh, the quiz for Saturday night. So we've got that kind of nailed down to being about six rounds nice. of different with uh, different themes with four four guests. This uh, this quiz. Ooh. So we've got four different people stepping up on stage to deliver ten questions to you for, um, for you to to try and answer. Nice. But we're also adding some extra little interesting twists and turns to the quiz with some tasks as well so uh it should be quite good fun so we've got some bonus rounds where you have to do some interesting things some stuff is simple which you know like downing a pint so everyone sends a member of their team up to the stage we give everybody a pint of beer and we just have a pint down in competition and then we can deliver points out for whoever whoever wins that uh but there's some other more complicated ones as well um so that's only two points. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've also uh, got our teeth into some of the orienteering options at this venue, which is quite exciting. Oh, that's so cool. this place, this place is set in its own grounds, um, and um, because it's an outdoor centre, they do actually produce an orienteering map for the grounds that we can commandeer. So we're we're gonna uh, place some little bits and pieces around the the area. And then you can go and find them and see what maybe they might be modifiers for the quiz, you see. So it could be quite interesting to see how that works out as well. So that's quite good fun. Um, We just put the finishing touches on the merch. So we're doing hoodies and T-shirts and we'll get the pictures for those up in Discord this week. And then you can place your orders and then we'll have the stuff ready to collect uh, when you arrive. So if anyone wants an Altman related merch... Uh, black hoodie, thick, uh, 340 GSM, and then some uh, 280 GSM T-shirts, some nice... Oh, yeah, I know size. exactly what that means. But for people who don't know what that means... Thick material. There you go. <laughs> good, good quality. That's what I thought. <laughs> so quite excited about that. Um, yeah, so all of that's coming together. I'm downloading lots of bits and pieces for different events on stage, different types of... Uh, games and we're, we're gonna um nightfire's been producing a um special mario maker level oh, for us dear. all to try which should be good 
It should be really good fun. That's super hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he's done it, whether he's done it really, really hard or really, really trolly or what. I'm not sure. It's going to so. be hard. Yeah, it's probably going to be hard. So that's looking forward to that. Um, and because this venue's bigger than ever before, it's the biggest venue we've ever hired. Um, we've got room to set up lots of nice like round tables for board games as well as the Sweet. normal PC desks. Um, so if you have got any board games, uh, just throw them in the car with you and... Um, yeah, you can. We can set some tables up, and we'll have some board games going over the weekend. I imagine. What about a fire pit? Is there a fire pit? There is a excellent fire pit. So out the outside of this location is really really cool. So out the back of the main event hall, there are some uh, like double doors that lead out the back to a big field. Um, and on the way to that big field, where you'd normally maybe have lots of camping, um, we can set up a fire pit there. Um, cool. Like. But also, there's this really nice um, bandstand, wooden pagoda bandstand thing Word out the back that. as well. So we can put Nail Game and Giant Jenga out there. Awesome. And, you know, it's a really cool place for smokers to hang out as well. Um, so that's really nice. And then down the field, if we want to, um, they've got, like, imagine like a scouts type event. So you've got loads of logs in a giant circle. Right. Uh, with a huge, like, bonfire in the middle. Nice. If we want to have a... But that's quite far away from the, the main hall. So I don't know whether we'll get to that. We might end up just using the smaller fire pit because it's right next to the venue. But um, we'll see how it goes, see how people feel, So, which is pretty cool. Uh, there's also a basketball court as well. I might bring a basketball as well so we can have a little shooting competition, maybe, or whatever, for some teapot shots. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this getting worse and worse the further the night gets on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a cool venue. Well, I've not I've done an event here, you never know exactly how it's going to go, but I'm pretty excited. Um, it's got a really good microwave for anyone that wants to heat up in a pot noodles or anything. Um, it's got yeah, one of those. Really... Usually, I use a kettle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can use. You can do it that way. You don't, well, I don't know. I don't need pot noodles, so I don't know how they work. But um, they've got one of those giant industrial dishwashers, which is great as well. So that's good. Where you pull the handle like this giant like shoot down over all the stuff, and it cleans it in like. 11 seconds and then you lift it up again that's that is cool. awesome yeah that well, is awesome i'm playing with that i'm playing play with that <laughs> but, um yeah so looking forward to that tickets available now uh guys anything else where can we download this podcast yeah there's a couple of places so we do put the podcast straight up on um altgaming.uk so you can download it directly from there there's also a player on that website so you can just click play and listen to it in the web browser uh, but you can also get it from itunes and you can get it from spotify oh so spotify. We, are, we are all <coughs> over the interwebs you know. good stuff um, so yeah plenty of places to get it so you know today being uh nine something already i'm probably not going to edit it tonight but it'll be up tomorrow and then, you know, everyone can download it. And I'll put a big post in, in the Discord about it in announcements. Nice. Also, we create a special chat room for each podcast. So if you do listen to it and you have some opinions on, I don't know, uh, Jay talking about spoilers in Borderlands 3, you can post it in there. <laughs> great. I tried my best not to get this. I don't think I did any spoilers. I don't think you did. I, don't I think, think I did really well to explain the game about spoilers. Well, I'll be writing well. a few and comments it, in there for sure. Yeah, if anyone yeah. fancies p- joining us in some weeb shit, 
me and Ray have set have set up a guild in Soulworker on the EU server. So just have a look for alt, the alt gaming guild and send nice. us an in, uh, request. You want to send you an invite? We or are in there. We've got a, yeah, we've got a clan in Destiny as well. Uh, we've uh, got an organization too. We've got a clan in CS. Uh, we've got all the shit going on. We've got man. an organization it's, in Star Citizen. Org. We've got an org. Oh my god! You know all the options. So yeah. All good. Um, well, it just leaves me to say thank you very much uh, to my wonderful guests for joining Hat and myself. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Viv. No Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, pleasure. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you in a couple of weeks' time post Altland with a report yeah. on all of the shenanigans you know that transpired over the weekend. Um, try and get some uh, little clips. I will try. I will try. <laughs> you know. I mean, it didn't really work for for I series because we all far too drunk. But you know, second times, the second lands the charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll try. I am. I am getting the new iPhone, so I've just wanted to play with it. So maybe I'll be like, you know, using that to shoot some video and stuff. Get some audio snippets we can play. So yeah, that should be good. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Uh, it's goodbye from me. It's bye from me. <laughs> And it's a bye from me. (laughs) Bye! (laughs) Excellent. Well done, guys. That was good. Nice. Good, good.